Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, connect. Thanks for listening. Woo! Woohoo! So we have a segment. You've now heard it. Yeah. It's called hashtag meltdown moment. Meltdown moment. Woo. <laughs> Who wants to go for it? Oh, shit. We always, yeah, we always. Uh, rocks, paper, scissors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I never do it right. I always think it's one, two, three, four, but it's one, one two, two, three. <laughs> then okay. you do it. Yeah. One. Okay. <laughs> one, two. Okay. Oh, you won. Oh, yeah, I win. Your scissors. Oh my god. Okay, that took longer. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, okay. My hashtag meltdown moment this week was about. Well, so if you listened to the first episode, I talked about how I'm going to travel con. Oh yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, so it's coming up in a few weeks, and so I'm getting a lot of correspondence from the group, from the people that are putting it on, from, um, you know, uh, like there's an app to download, and you got to create your profile. And remember, I'm not a travel writer, not yet, anyway. And so you know, I have all this stuff that's coming, and I'm just like, uh oh, they're gonna find out. I'm a phony. I don't need, I shouldn't be there anyway. So there's a piece of the conference where I'm going to be in a little writer's workshop with a professional writer. Mm-hmm. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. His name, I think, is James Cochran. Okay. It's very well published, I guess. Anyway, I'm supposed to submit him something before we go. And so mm-hmm. I, when I read that, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, he's going to find out that I totally suck. Um, but. That's not what he's going to find out. No. And you know what? <laughs> we'll find out. I'll just. I. Well. So I was like, oh, God. I, I need. I'm going to, like. I have to send him something real. That means I have to finish the piece that I haven't finished. Well, good news. I finished the piece. But basically, my meltdown was like, <clears throat> oh, shit. I'm a phony and everyone's going to find out. But it, it, it doesn't, that's not really the situation. The situation is that I'm exploring. You're a noob. I'm a noob. That's, the, that's what the kids call it these days, a newbie. I am a noob. Yeah, yeah you're so a noob. The, I just need to own it yeah. and just go. Number one, go. And, like, there are 600 other people that are going. Mm-hmm. I, as I thought about how I was going to go, mm-hmm. as, how I was going to arrive and there'd be all this mingling time and be, you know, interacting with people. And Mm -hmm. I found myself thinking about it being like a little, like wanting to totally be leaning the opposite way and be a wallflower, you know? But, um, I can, I'm just going to imagine that I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to have all this excitement and enthusiasm that I have right now. Yeah. Because I'm going to try, I'm trying something new. I'm trying something amazing out. Uh, I'm lucky that I get to go, number yeah. one. Mm-hmm. It's in Austin, Texas. There's going to be some dope-ass speakers, like Ryan Holiday and, well, Nomadic Matt, Matt Kepnes. Um, sorry. Anyway, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And then a bunch of 
really, they've got a really diverse panel. So I could basically go and be like, great, I'm going to learn about entrepreneurship. I'm going to learn about how to sell your brand. I'm going to learn about how to push yourself and not be scared and just, or be scared and do it anyway. Yeah. So you're going to own it. I'm going to own it. Good for Mother you. Motherfucking gonna own it. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, all the experts I, I feel like I hear talking about trying something new is about realizing, you know, and never act or pretend like you're the smartest person in the room. Just mm. be, be totally vulnerable. Realize that there's going to be other people that have done this before, but there's going to be a lot of new people too, like you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great opportunity for you to expand your network. Mm-hmm. And for you to, I'm sure you're going to be taking notes. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, it'll be great. I, I'm just going to just be uncomfortable yeah. and learn. And then just, it'll make, make me stronger and better. And I might find out, oh, maybe I don't want to do any of this travel writing stuff, but maybe I want to do a travel podcast or maybe, who knows? But again, there's lots of applicable sh- stuff there for People, all these people have their own business. That's great. And and if you need to send me your piece, I'd be happy to edit it for you. Oh. Or look after it. I'm, I'm sure. I sent it to you today. Oh, good. I haven't checked my email. Yeah. No, it was while you're at work. I, okay. So I was like this morning, I just happened to be off work today. Um, I was like, well, no time like the present to just do it because my deadline to give it to the guys like by the end of the week. And so what kind of feedback do you want from me, by the way? Um, well, um, does it flow? Cool. Does it, um, does it make sense? Does it make you want to go to, it's about Sayulita, Mexico, which is in a beautiful place. I totally recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's like, does it flow? Does it, is it, you know, written, I'm not trying to be a scholar. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to be relatable. It, anyway, do you like the energy of it? Yeah. So, Yeah. Sure. Excellent. I'll let you know. Thank you. Cool. Ooh, taking notes. Dude, thank you. Cool. Awesome. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> Glad you brought up feedback. Because um, <laughs> I... Well, first of all, I'll preface this by saying that my, my new boss um, recommended me for a leadership development cohort program. So that's a huge, you know, feather in my cap. He thinks mm-hmm. I'm doing a great job. He wants to develop me further. And so two leaders from my department have been nominated for this. Mm. Exciting new adventure. It's only six months and it'll be um, <clears throat> a lot of cool stuff to learn. So part of the process um, was a 360 um, peer review. And so it was peers, manager review, and also direct report review. <laughs> And um, I will start with the good stuff. Um, People basically thought that I was positive, had a lot of good energy, um, and was a good fit for the team. However, they were were really encouraging me to learn more about each individual's role. So um, that's something that I can totally work on. I plan on spending the next, like, three months of the year focusing on diving really deep into people's roles. Um, And I'll just remind folks that I've only been there for eight months now, nine months, so. Um, And I've also been pulled into two separate different projects that are not even relating to the department that I work in. So um, that's sort of been my 
my journey so far. Yeah, I mean, so right now you're still really learning like what your responsibilities are. Yeah, exactly. Really getting into it. Yeah, so I got this one really critical, like it felt like a personal attack um, that said that um, I didn't have any strengths. I didn't know how to manage people. I don't know the roles. I've torn apart the team in under six months time um, that I don't want to learn that I need to be shown things multiple times. Um, and it was, it felt really scathing. And so I definitely had a moment where I was like crying. My boss and I have had two meetings about it already. And this happened on Thursday. It's now Monday. So I spent a lot of time processing this super heavy negative energy. Oh my God. Yeah, so... Um, You're like, thank you for your feedback, whoever... And you don't know who this is, right? No, it's totally anonymous. And so that... And that's kind of what I wanted to share with everyone out there today, including you. What do you do when you get feedback that bad? Um, so one of the things that I didn't want to spend my time doing, but did spend my time doing, was trying to figure out who the hell wrote that. Yeah. You know, because I was like, what mother... Yeah. That. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's such a negative opinion of me in such a very short time period. Yeah, it feels like a relationship that needs a repair. It's not like it's like it's it doesn't feel like that's really what's happening. Oh, and this is just so against everything that I like. My entire management style is all about trust building, relationship building. Like that's my favorite thing to do. So to think that I turn somebody off to to myself. This early in the game is like, oh my god, I fucked up royally, you know? Yeah. Super bad. But um, one thing that helped, a couple of things that helped me, I wrote my responses down. I was like, here's what I would really like to say to you and do to you. You know, not mm-hmm. do to you, but like a way that I could <laughs> possibly respond. say, listen, this felt a little bit like internet trolling and this felt like bullying and it's not, you know, right. aligned with the organizational respect for people mentality. Yeah. And if you want to phrase, you know, these comments that way, here's how we can tweak them a little bit to make mm-hmm. them actionable and constructive. Right. So I got all that. I did like a major brain dump on Thursday or Friday night and just got it all off my chest, which helped. Good. Um, I also um, st- kind of stopped making excuses. My husband was like, you know, if you dismiss it you won't be able to learn from it so you know Mm -hmm. it it was kind of about resisting the urge to completely dismiss it and like write it off and be like this person's cruel this person's you know way off the mark and just be like okay what is actionable i think and really just pull out the themes and then combine the themes of positive and negative and and get what i can from that and then what I'm going to do is sit down with the team and say, it sounds like what I'm hearing is everyone would like me to do a much more thorough job of understanding what the rules are. So let's create a smart goal. Oh my goal. God, I'm so proud of you. Let's create a smart goal. It's going to be specific, measurable, actionable, um, timely. And and I want to know how, where I'm at right now on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of what you think my competency is and where you think I could be and. December and 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 get a commitment that you'll help me get there because the only training that I'm gonna get is from you guys yeah so that's how I think I'm gonna approach that I'm so proud of you what do you think turning a negative into a positive positive. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think that truthfully, you know, he, like that's like you got a, bu- a bunch of feedback from everybody mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. and it was all really positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so it feels like an outlier, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it, it's like, okay, well, how much cred do you give it? Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's bravo for you for just looking at it, sitting with it. Mm-hmm. It's good that you were like, yeah, at one point, you know, mm-hmm. just to, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. But I wouldn't process it like that. But uh, I just feel like from what they might have real issues with, however you're managing the, your role and all the people that report to you and stuff. Yeah. But they probably are not the happiest individual. Yeah. That's that, my uh, insight, probably. I would agree with that. I think one of the things that I've heard as I've shared this information with people is that it speaks really more about the person who said it than maybe a re- it is reflective of how mm-hmm. I am managing so far. Yeah. Because um, they do sound, it sounds pretty. Yeah. I mean, the, the I, I if someone was really struggling with something that hard, mm-hmm. that much, yeah. that much, I mean, I feel like you would um, want to just talk to them in face to face and have a conversation. Right. You're like, really, you're not landing very well here, which is, was their opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. let me offer you some suggestions for how it could go better. Mm-hmm. That's what a true team player does. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. Fuck him. Right? <laughs> God damn it. Um, this one saying comes to mind, which is a hilarious saying, um, and my friend Courtney Irwin uh-huh. always reminds me of it, but it was said by this crazy Harley Davidson writer that my mother dated for a little while, and he said, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. <laughs> and that's what I'm attempting to do in this situation is to shine shit and turn, you know, yeah, a really horrible, ugly thing into something beautiful. Well, I'm making that silk purse, Nicole. You are. You, I don't I'm, care how long it takes me. I believe you. I believe in do you. It. Mm-hmm. do it. All right. Okay. So let's talk about what we did that was good. Oh, yeah. Like this what week. we've been up to. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, you go. Okay. I just so, unloaded. It's your turn. All right. Well, um, one of the things I did, not last week, but recently, was I decided, you know, since I've got this itch that I want to scratch, this entrepreneurial itch, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go to some lady, lady entrepreneurial things. So I looked online and... I found this thing, this group called Lady Bosses, mm-hmm. and this woman, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she has run it, run it for a couple of years. It's a um, passion project, uh-huh. I feel like, for her, but she's a, she has her own business as a psychiatrist, psychologist, seeing women who are like entrepreneurial women, like focusing them on whatever to get straight on their path. Anyway, so she decided to have this get this group together of women it meets once a month so i was like fuck it i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. so um you know and it i think the thing that sold me on going was didn't say that you had to have a business Uh it just was like you could have a business you could be curious about starting a business 
So I was business curious and like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm business curious. I know I want to be like I'm back curious, but wait, <laughs> I mean business curious. Yeah. And so uh, I showed up, you know. And you ever if you ever do anything that that you don't normally do, you know. I feel like we talk about this kind of thing a lot, but like that whole like imposter syndrome, like I shouldn't be here. Um, yeah. But, you know, I really liked the topic. I met some really cool people. I really uh, hit it off with this woman. We were talking, and she was kind of asking what I was up to, and I was talking about the podcast, and I was talking about how I signed up to go to TravelCon. Yeah. And even though I'm not, like, a travel writer, I'm just like, I'm going. And she was like, no way. I'm going to go, too. Really? So she was really jazzed about it. She's trying to find, she's thinking about like, um, I think doing like wellness retreats or health retreats. And so, and she has a full-time gig and a high power job or whatever, but she's like trying to do something creative. Yeah. So I get, we exchanged emails and she emailed me the next day. Sweet. So now I feel like I'm going to have a friend at summer camp. Yay. <laughs> You're a change maker. I swear to God, every time you talk about this, somebody's like, hey, I want to do that too. Yeah. Well, it's been pretty, it's been pretty amazing, uh, you know, as I've been s- moving through all this stuff. I talked to my hairdresser about it mm-hmm. and she said to me, I want whatever this f- fuck it attitude you have I want you to bottle it and I want you to give it to me yeah and my hairdresser is one badass mama jama so fucking smoking hot she's got it all made right but she's she's telling me she wants some fuck it attitude you know Uh, so I just was blown away by that so that's awesome yeah um anyway so I yeah that's fun it's fun so how many people were there Oh, thanks. Uh, maybe like 35 people. Where were you guys? Oh, we went to like a, um event space in Fremont, this other neighborhood in Seattle. Yeah. Um, oh, there was a woman there that talked about men and women and money. Uh-huh. And like men and women and money. Mm-hmm. And how it's not just about... This is going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. It's not just about how men and women are paid differently for the same job you know like what is it 80 I don't know this it's like 82 cents on the dollar or something and uh I don't I should have got my facts straight but uh the but the real like way that men and women are different with money men are way more risky in investments than Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. and women are you know a little more cautious I thought that Rob and I that's just how we were. Mm-hmm. Like we're. That's exactly how my husband and I are in terms of investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think it's a. It's probably a woman men thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this woman who's a CPA has her own clients, and she's. I don't know. She she's really on top of her game, and um, she said that she did the numbers, and the the, the way that women and men are they're coached to to you know, invest in all of this stuff. When it comes down to retirement, when a woman and a man at the same age, you know, the man invests a little more aggressively versus the woman, it ends up in an $8 million difference. Wow. 
Now, is he is he interested in managing his own retirement? Is that why he's doing that? And then the woman is just putting it in the, like the, oh, you're going to retire in 2040, and this is the, the it's safe just a, bet, and you don't have to manage it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think it's just the, the types of investments are like, yes, women will go for the low-risk mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. and men go for the moderate-risk mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But the end result is more money for man, man, more money for the men. In the in the end, very interesting. Yeah, so huh. I was like, "There's something to that, to that." And also, <laughs> wow, I feel it just made me really think about how women in, are are with money, and or or are they more risk averse? I would definitely call myself risk averse. Yeah, I'm more risk averse, but I just thought maybe I mean I don't know maybe it's biological because we're trying to hold on to our what we have and our. Mm-hmm. Children, if we have them, and our whatever our resources Safety are, protectors, right? Yeah, but um, so it's just anyway, it's Stop fairly school. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I would was, agree with you because my husband and I are very the same way. Like he wants to like take out a loan and start his own business, and I'm like, no, I don't want to have to pay it back. And yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't want to take out my retirement and, and spend it all on Bitcoin. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might be billionaires in a year, but no, no, I'm too scared. $50,000 right where it is, where I can oh see it. Oh, my God. You know? Oh, my God. Such coin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. I know it is. I thought about it one second, and yeah. then I was like, eh. Um, yeah. So I will go back to that lady cool. boss's meetup. And actually, I was going to invite you. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I would love to. Yeah. I'd be honored. That'd be awesome. To we be could have day. our lady inspirational time and then go. There. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I realize it's important to keep doing that, too. Yes, it is. Yeah, even though I, I kind of, like, bailed <laughs> last time around. I was like, I'm too busy. I'm sorry. I've got too much, too many things going on. I think it is important to just, because we kind of did an impromptu version of it at your party the other day. Yeah. And it felt good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're doing this, but we got to keep going. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and I think that kind of, like, is a good segue into how we were talking about doing stuff and then it was kind of like no we got to keep do doing stuff right actually doing stuff so my project this weekend was making a dream board (gasps) yeah it was fun it actually reminded me of how much i love collaging oh my god did you ever go into my room when i was a teenager i did i remember you oh my god you plaster and michelle didn't you guys just like hardcore Michelle way hardcore in her 20s but I was more of like a collager in my bedroom in my you know yeah you know right pubescent years love to have like magazine photos and all Mm -hmm. that stuff so it was actually really fun um Mm. and it's fun for the whole family because I went Mm -hmm. and got these 50 cent poster boards from the dollar store and I was like okay everybody's gonna do this we got all the magazines in the house together oh cool and just started cutting stuff or just tearing it out tearing it out tearing it out and the cool part about the dream board process is it's really instinctive you know it's there's no right or wrong Mm -hmm. you just kind of you know it helps you just Oh, I like that picture. I like what it represents. Mm-hmm. I like what that word makes, how it makes me feel. You know, so mm-hmm. it helped me kind of. So like get clear on what yeah, you like yes. a focus kind of. Yes, it did. Because I feel like one of the things that we've talked about before is that we swirl. Yeah. There's so many ideas out there. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, this is what my future looks like. It mm-hmm. may be just like 
more of a place, less career focus, but more of a life focus, which mm-hmm. is okay. But it helped me focus, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you, where did you put it up? Do you have it somewhere that you're going to put up and look at every day? Yes. I hung it right by my bed. Oh my gosh. And so I'm going to kind of layer this too. And, and I was going to say, um, the good thing about the dream board too, is that the magazines that I have around the house are sort of indicative of the interest that I already have, which mm. also helps you kind of narrow it down without realizing it. Right. That's true. Um, so now that I have it, you know, you know, by my bed and I can look at it first thing before, you know, when I wake up in the morning and last thing at night, I'm going to put some like affirmations, positive affirmations around it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I really realized was I want to work from home. Mm -hmm. You know, in my future, I want to work from home. I don't know if I'm going to get up and, you know, print t-shirts from home. I don't know if I'm going to be at your home doing a Mm -hmm. podcast. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing, you know, we don't know what we're going to be doing, but the goal is to be at, you know, Mm -hmm. not tied to an organization not tied to managing people. <laughs> I think that that feedback yeah. that I got made me go, I've been doing management for too long. Mm-hmm. You know, and even though this is a this is a great gig, I don't mind, you know, towing the line and figuring it out and and um, working through it. However, I think that it's it takes a toll. Yeah. You know, um, managing people. Yeah. You know, and I think that you just kind of reach your threshold and you're like, I'm 41. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. You don't fucking like me. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I know that's a hard ass way to think about it, but it's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, not everyone's going to like us. Yeah. You guys might not like us. Yeah. Maybe you'll love us. Yeah. Here's the hoping. Yeah. But we obviously you can't live through life always trying to please. Yeah. People. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was talking to James. My life coach. My right? life coach. Guy, yeah. And. Yeah, there were a couple of things that he talked about that were really powerful. It's like, don't be attached to the outcome, whatever you're doing. Like, you know, it'll it'll be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so there's fr- some freedom in that, you know? Like, yeah. um, it's not to say that you don't don't try to progress and don't try to move forward, but like, you know, if you're if you're starting a business, you could fail. And that's okay. You might learn from it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I'm trying to start an online argan oil business, which I don't think you knew about. Did you? The argan oil? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I'm trying to start this argan oil business because I'm just like, I don't know. People can make money selling stuff off Amazon. Maybe I'll try to figure it out. Oh, right. Yes. So, <clears throat> um, e-commerce? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is, you know. I'm is just... this a product that you really believe in? Sure. What's argan oil? So argan oil is, we're taking a sidetrack, but argan oil this is... This is not sidetrack. This is right where we need to be. <laughs> argan oil is uh, basically, it's endemic to the country of Morocco. It's uh-huh. an, it's derived from a nut. Uh-huh. It's harvested only certain times of a year by these Berber women. Yeah. Um, and I was recently in Morocco in May, and Courtney talked tons about Moroccan oil, ar- argan oil, um, and how like it's part of the ancient beauty regimen of the Moroccan women, and they're the most beautiful in all of the sort of Middle Eastern countries. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I just kept thinking about it when I got home, so I brought some home, and Rob's been calling it calling it <laughs> Moroccan miracle oil. He's <laughs> like, baby, where's your Moroccan miracle oil? I want to yeah. take the old off my face. That's yeah. what he says. So yeah. uh, anyway, I've just been thinking about it, and so. 
Uh, but, oh, what it does, it's supposed to really kind of nourish your skin. Uh, helps with anti-aging and um, fine lines and wrinkles. And, um, and I'm getting more of them as I get older, uh, which I need to. I just want to accept that. Um, yeah. And then it also, it's really good for your hair. And, you, and then people I've in Morocco. I've seen it advertised on products, so it's yeah. not totally unfamiliar to me. Yeah. And then also people in Morocco eat it. Mm-hmm. So it's like in type of oil, kind of like olive oil, but anyway. That um, reminds me of this similar, it's like an oil that I found in Mexico. Oh. But it's, it's like, um, it's super spicy. It's, it's like olive oil and like a, a super hot pepper mm-hmm. and it's a mix of it. And I was like, if we could just take this home and put it in any, every Mexican restaurant in mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. that's what I, I would like. I was like, that's the key. You need one thing and that's all you do. And yep. you could sell it and make a billion dollars and whatever. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's so awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing things like top this guys. It's crazy. I'm talking to <laughs> argan oil manufacturers out in China and in Morocco, and I'm just I'm trying to get clear on this vision. So not only are we doing this podcast, but right. I'm like trying to yeah. do these side gigs and these side hustles. Oh shit! What? Guess what I did today? What? I got my business license. Awesome! Yeah, that's so, so cool. Yeah, it's just one one little piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. Make it broad. Yeah. What I, the the name of I don't know if I'm gonna say it what it is but yeah basically i want it broad enough so that it will be applicable to all things totally you got to be able to have something that could you can sell goods or services or whatever it is that you yeah sell. yeah mm-hmm. sweet girl yeah I'm proud of you thank you good for you uh i know and it also kind of makes me feel like you know like wow we just got all, like you said, we've got all these ideas. Yeah, right? We got <laughs> so ADD like, on it. ADD, and uh-huh. like, oh, shit. Uh, gonna do this. Oh, yeah. try this. Yeah. And eventually, I think, I mean, the fact is, is that we're trying to do stuff and work through it. And so can you. Yeah. If we, I can. You can. Exactly. At least, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, so one of the things that Dream Board did was help me you know, it was high level. It was a lot of pretty pictures, but at the end of the day, it came to something, which was, I work from home. I have a home workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really broad and high level. However, it in, kind of encouraged me to do something. And I went online, I went on to an indeed.com and just started thinking about putting my resume out there. And, and I know that's like an interim step and it's a baby step for, risk averse people like me who are like I need to be employed by an employer and you know Mm -hmm. I need to get my resume up to date and and get it out there again but it it was really what I what I found was something really fun it was um gosh what did they call that they called it a virtual dating assistant creative writer job and I was like wouldn't that be fun to just do this part-time it played like 13 to 17 dollars an hour mm-hmm. you know but you're basically a ghostwriter and you're helping people fluff up their profiles and mm-hmm. like meet people mm-hmm. and i don't know you guys don't know me well enough to know this but i really enjoy like dating interpersonal interactions all of the things that go on with you know mm-hmm. relationships 
Yeah. So that's super fascinating. I just thought it was kind oh of Oh my fun. God. I just got a flash of you as a matchmaker. I, and I've thought about matchmaking. Yeah. You know, and how, how, how do you do that? How do you, how, how can I be a matchmaker or, you know. Yeah, you can just that say that you are. Interesting stuff. Mm. You know, well, how do you do that? So anyway, just like inspiring I love it. new ideas. I love it. You so, could, yeah. You could help the 61-year-old gentleman who mm-hmm. is searching for his fiery redhead. Exactly. <laughs> That's so, you know what? We might be on to something. Yeah, well, like we said in, one, I think, the first episode, people are creating new jobs, just making Out up, of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to do this, yeah. and I can do it, and I'm doing it. Yeah, and I did it. And you did it. Yeah. And, yeah, that, so that's cool. So you're going to apply to this job? Well, I have a few technical barriers, which is our, our computers don't really have an updated version of Word mm-hmm. <laughs> on there. So we can't really edit my re- resume until we do that, but it's not a big barrier. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's yeah, it's just like a motivator yeah. to get my... Get my stuff together. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you... Did you do your writing? Um, I are, did. Are you going to save that for another no, episode? No, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, but I did do this project where you sit down and write out where you see your future self. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I did this a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And, um, and you're supposed to write down to like the level of detail that you see yourself actually there mm-hmm. doing it. Like you can see the room and the space and what you're wearing and well, and the more detail, like the better for mm-hmm. you, your mind to believe that it's possible. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 wrote, where were you? I was in Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. Yes. I was writing mm-hmm. and I was, uh, also I was, off to ride my bicycle over to the grocery store to get vegetables that I had time on my hand and uh, time on my hands so that I could just do what I wanted. I think that was emblematic or symblematic of that. And then um, uh, the Robin and I were both What there. were you wearing? <laughs> so I don't, I don't, okay. I don't That's think I wanted you were wearing a bikini. <laughs> That's where I want to take this right now. <laughs> um, you know, so I didn't actually do that detail, but now I know what you'll be wearing in yours oh if my you God. think about it for five years. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I... Gosh, I don't know. It basically, like, I was in a really, like, I was really close to downtown, but not right downtown. I was, and Rob was there. Rob was there, and Rufus was there, and I was in a place with lots of open windows, or, space, like, wide open, uh, lots of light in the space, and in my mind, it was a place that Rob had built and designed, because he's an architect, um, and anyway, uh... Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What did you what did you learn from it? Um Did you think it was helpful? I did. You know, I think <laughs> the thing that I learned from it is um you know 
you can choose to put in your mind um, positive things or things that seem like goals or dreams, or you can choose to put in your mind things that are negative or hard mm -hmm. or like, that's not going to happen. There's no way in hell it's going to happen or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I feel like we just self-edit and self-correct and try to think that these things aren't possible, but I have to believe first that they are. So I like that you put yourself in Austin. <clears throat> Come visit me, girl. Well, I might not be that far away from you. Oh, did you did you do yours, or are you gonna do well, that? Well, you know what I time? kept picking on this dream board was a lot of like Santa Fe inspired and Navajo, you know, mm. like just like a lot of indoor outdoor spaces, mm -hmm. a lot of sunshine, mm -hmm. a lot of water, um, you know. So I'm thinking you know, maybe San Antonio, maybe Mexico, maybe. Who knows? But I, I've yeah. always got to think of the kiddos and be like, right. where are they going to have a good education? Right. Um, but Austin, Waco, I mean, there's a lot. Texas yeah. is a huge place. Yeah. I I've never, I need to go explore down there. But I, th I was thinking to myself, like, are you really going to live in Seattle, Washington for 80 years? I mean, I spent two years abroad in England. It was wonderful. But that can't be the only thing we ever do. And then... I brought it up to my husband. I talked to my parents about it because there's all these things that make you stop and start ideas. Right. So I was like, well, my mother's, you know, you know, getting old and she's going to be 84 in 10 years. And do I really want to take the children away from their grandmother at this stage? And I was like, what if this was an adventure that my mom could join in on, you know, right. or maybe she maybe she can be with us for six months out of the year when yeah. it's cold and snowy in Cleelum mm -hmm. and and then my dad you know and that could be one of her last adventures that she really enjoys in her life you know it's not like her life is over and she's just gonna sit in Cleelum forever yeah or my dad's thinking about moving to Anacortes and it, he always stops and says well Allie and you know the kids would never come and visit us but it's like maybe that could be another fun destination I've never been to Anacortes you know very often maybe we could stay there for longer periods of time and explore a totally different part mm -hmm. of washington state or you know so i think it's important just to talk through it sometimes and give yeah. yourself time and permission to think through things mm -hmm. yeah yeah so anyway that's awesome thank you i well and that's cool that way, the way you're thinking about that i I've, i that really resonates with me you know, because I'm like, my family's here. I can't move away. Or jobs, or Rob's, jobs, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I call him jobs sometimes. <laughs> uh, but Rob's job is here. Yeah. And, you know, he owns his own business. And he, you know, it's very location-based. Mm -hmm. So, but I've lived here for my whole fucking life, right? Yeah, yeah. Except for a few months on Fashion Island when I had a terrible boyfriend. Uh -huh. That's a story for a different time. And then I lived abroad in France in college the first time around. Mm -hmm. um, but I gotta, anyway, I will live abroad um, at some point. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to live overseas. Yeah. Really, that's a goal of mine. But mm -hmm. um, since we're talking about dreams, yeah. You know, might as well just throw it out there. I, but um, definitely, Austin seems like a totally doable thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Rob could start up a different 
branch of his firm down there. Right. Or, you know, could always nurse down there, too. Absolutely. So, anyway. Cool yeah. stuff. Good cool stuff. Um, one of the things that I do, I subscribe to this guy, yeah. Jeff Cobert. Mm-hmm. He sends these um, daily sort of letters that are supposed to be kind of things to meditate on or th- ideas to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, he does uh, Vedic meditation mm-hmm. and he is also an actor, but he also knows a lot about this um, style of meditation, but he sends these emails out that are really lovely. And his one today was about everyone is capable of evolution. I was like, man, that came to me at the right time. Yeah. So. That's great. It kind of speaks to all the stuff that we're talking about. And, you know, uh, yeah. One thing I want to talk about, too, is I think people are getting a little freaked out by me. (laughs) Because they're like, (laughs) because they're like, wait, I don't understand. You have, like, a regular job. Yeah. And you had a really great title there. Yeah. And you're just, you're stepping down and you're what? You're thinking of starting a podcast and you're maybe going to sell argan oil and you're, you know, going to a travel conference. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Uh, So I just need to own it. I mean, I'm just, this back to this, everyone's capable of evolution. Yeah. I'm just trying to give that, all these ideas some space and time to just... Do them. Yeah. I think it used to be called, like, the, the 40s was, like, the meltdown. Or not Midlife crisis. Yeah, the mid- midlife crisis. Yeah, and, I mean, we're just rebranding it. And this is, I think, we really are. really what it looks like, though, is not a lot of, like, cheating on our husbands and getting fancy cars. It's about let's put this, this, this thing inside of us, this creative energy that has to be released in some way, Yep. you know, and focus it and do something really positive and cool and imaginative with it. Oh my God, you just totally inspired me. (laughs) You did it to me first. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool and imaginative. It is. It's wonderful. No, that's that's the whole point of all this, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Um, Let's do, this has been awesome. This has been a really good segment, I think, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's been really inspiring to all of you. So what we're going to do, we're going to do our uh, wrap up and then talk about um, any literature that we're reading right now. Oh, yeah. Can you do the wrap up real quick? Yes. I'm not as good at it as yeah. you are. So you can find us. On, oh, rate, review and subscribe. What? <laughs> and you can find us uh, at Meltdown City podcast on instagram yep. and then our gmail is meltdowncitypodcast.gmail.com yeah and we do have a website called meltdowncitypodcast.com yeah as well and i think we should post some pictures on instagram we should i can put my dream board up oh my god we can put awesome. how we're kind of twinning, twinning today with yeah. our outfits and we didn't even plan that yeah yeah uh i have i guess one book recommendation mm-hmm. at the very end and we'll peace out of here yeah i read victor frankel's uh, man's search for meaning which uh-huh. he uh was all about his time in the concentration camps in nazi germany um 
and it's a definitely not a lighthearted read um but there's a lot of really powerfully inspire powerful and inspirational stuff in there and essentially he feels like everyone's goal is to just find a purpose and that's what we're that's how people derive meaning in their life um and how if you're in a place now he was in the worst possible place he could have ever been but like if you're unhappy he came up with this you know in this time in his life like while in nazi germany but like if you're uncomfortable with where you are and you can't change your circumstances change your mindset Mm -hmm. so super powerful oh my god that's so powerful yeah i love it so yeah what an amazing check it out if he, an audiobook is a good way to go with that one okay and i am reading nicole let me borrow kitchen confidential by anthony bourdain and it's very funny i'm sure a lot of you guys love him miss him mm-hmm. um but it's nice hearing about somebody else's journey i mean because he kind of starts from the beginning how he got into being a cook how he started as a dishwasher and um it's a really good reminder that everybody has a, a very unique story mm-hmm. and humble beginnings exactly I mean, and look he, what he became right this and you know enigmatic figure mm-hmm. who inspired millions of people mm-hmm. a globe trotter yeah. a connoisseur and connoisseur of everything yeah all things. And, but he really stayed true to himself he did that's what yeah. makes him so special great yeah yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah. On that note. Peace out. Peace out. Okay, guys. See you Until on the next, next one. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast. Or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.